You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. The Tennessee Volunteers suddenly have a crowded quarterback room. We'll give you the latest on who they have added to their team. Also, Dan Matthews, executive producer of the Chuck Oliver Show. He was out of Georgia's G-Day spring game on Saturday. He'll give us a full rundown of what he saw out of the Bulldogs this past weekend. And South Carolina's baseball stadium upping their attendance just in time to host number one ranked Arkansas. We'll give you the details on that. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump right into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. Former Michigan quarterback Joe Milton says he plans on joining Tennessee's quarterback competition this offseason. That's from a report from Pete Thamel over at Yahoo Sports. Joe Milton has been in the transfer portal since February. He plans to formally commit later this month. He is on track to graduate in May. He would be immediately eligible and have three years of playing time remaining. Milton entered last year as the starting quarterback at Michigan in his five starts. The six foot five, 240 pound quarterback threw for over 1,000 yards. Four touchdowns with four interceptions. He also rushed for over 100 yards and scored once on the ground. Milton was eventually replaced by then-sophomore Cade McNamara in Week 5. But he's an Orlando, Florida native, was a four-star prospect coming out of high school. He was the ninth-ranked pro-style quarterback in the class of 2019. And the Vols, they are still looking for a starting quarterback under new head coach Josh Heupel. And the room has gotten a little bit crowded. You've got Harrison Bailey, who was the true freshman last year. You've got Brian Moore, who is hanging around. And Virginia Tech transfer, Hendon Hooker, who just got there. All those guys were competing. You know, Jared Garantano is already transferred. He's on his way over to Washington State. But between Hendon Hooker, Brian Moore, Harrison Bailey, and now Joe Milton, Tennessee Volunteers quarterback room getting a little crowded. We'll see who will earn and win that starting spot by the fall in some baseball news over in columbia south carolina they have just announced an increase in attendance over at founders park capacity for their stadium will go up from just under 2,000 to just over 3,300 for the rest of the season the gamecocks have one of the better teams in college baseball according to the school this change will result in a seating increase to 50 percent of Founders Park's fixed chairback seats and bleacher seating. And with the new capacity limits, South Carolina will be one of seven SEC schools with a stadium capacity between 40 to 55%. That news comes just in time as the Gamecocks are set to host number one Arkansas for a weekend series starting on Thursday. Appropriate timing there for the Gamecocks. Number one team coming to town. Time to uh, up the capacity here. Barrett Salee of CBSSports.com, he has a piece up entitled Seven College Football Coaches Under the Most Pressure Entering Next Football Season. And running through these seven names he lists, only one coach from the SEC makes the list. And you start to think of guys like, you know, maybe Ed Ogeron could be on the hot seat. Maybe 
I don't know, some angry Florida fans think Dan Mullen better win this year or whatever. But Kirby Smart is the guy that Barrett Silly chose. And here's what he said. There's a lot of optimism at Georgia, but it has cranked up pressure on Kirby Smart. This Georgia team walked into Mercedes-Benz Stadium with a shot at the college football playoff in three consecutive seasons from 2017 to 2019, and it has therefore raised the bar for Smart and the Bulldogs. Granted, they made the playoffs in 2017, but we all know how Tua put an end to that fairy tale. Georgia needs to make the college football playoff this year. Otherwise, Kirby Smart will start looking plenty like former Georgia coach Mark Rick. I will say Kirby has seemingly recruited better or, you know, at a higher level than Mark Rick, but you can't uh, help but acknowledge the comparison there if Kirby doesn't break through and get back to the playoffs this year. Over at Arkansas, their head coach Sam Pittman appeared on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday, and he said he doesn't think that the Hogs had a bad practice this spring. He said, quote, I think we could have a special team. I'm not saying we'll go 12-0, but we should be able to compete in every single game on our schedule. Keep in mind, according to ESPN's FPI that came out last week, they had Arkansas with one of the toughest schedules in the country. So it'll be tough for Coach Sam Pittman, but he's got some great coordinators and a lot of seasoned vets coming back to the Razorbacks. In SEC Hoops news, South Carolina guard A.J. Lawson, he announced he is officially declaring for the NBA draft. He had a career-best season with the Gamecocks last year, ranking fifth in the SEC, scoring 16.6 points per game. And over at Texas A&M, their guard Jackson Robinson, he has entered the transfer portal, a former four-star recruit, started four games as a freshman last year, and and, uh, guard LaDamian Bradford also has entered the transfer portal. He started two games as a freshman this past season. Bradford and Robinson are the seventh and eighth AM scholarship players to enter the transfer portal in the last month. So things not going well for Coach Buzz Williams over at Texas AM. Alabama, their uh, players and coaches received their championship rings yesterday. There were three rings in total, including one for Alabama's win over Florida in the SEC title game, but the main ring featured the three college football trophies behind a crimson script A. That ring holds 208 total stones, including 18 princess cut stones for the 18 championships and 52 border stones for the 52 points the Tide scored in the SEC and college football playoff title games. Alabama recognized their 2020 national championship team at the A-Day game this past Saturday. And lastly, the uh, USA Today coaches poll is out in college baseball. They had Arkansas as the number one team uh, last week, and they kept them there this week. They kept Vandy in the number two spot as well. Mississippi State, they were still at number four. Tennessee fell two spots. They were number three last week. They dropped to number five after dropping two out of three to Vanderbilt. Ole Miss, they were six last week. They They fell four spots to number 10 after losing their series to Mississippi State. And then South Carolina, they hold strong at 11. Florida up one spot from 15 to 14. So that is seven SEC teams in the top 14 in the USA Today coaches poll for baseball. Others receiving votes. Georgia was in the mix with 56 votes, and Alabama had four. So there you have it. Those are your latest college baseball rankings to USA Today. When we return, we're going to talk all things Georgia Bulldogs with our buddy Dan Matthews. 
who was out at G-Day on Saturday. We'll get his full takeaways, JT Daniels, the receiving core, the defensive line, all of that breakdown on the Georgia Bulldogs is next. Need to remind you guys about our friends at rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. You can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The summer is right around the corner. I know a lot of you guys are going to be making road trips all across the South. If you're going down to the Florida Panhandle, you're going to Disney World, whatever you're doing, you want to make sure your car is up and ready to go. And I got that taillight that went out. I got those wiper blades that need replacing. Whatever it is, go to rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck, and you get to choose from the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. The best of all, prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low, and the same for you and I, just like the pros out there. If you spend, Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, it's rockauto.com. Hey, the Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. It's a podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage next week. Hey, the Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live day draft coverage coming up on day one next week. We're uh, still recapping a lot that happened over the weekend with all the uh, spring games, seven spring games from over the weekend, but a lot of eyeballs are over in Athens, Georgia, as the Georgia Bulldogs considered one of the favorites in the SEC this year, and obviously tons of talent, and joining us is a guy who was there firsthand and got to see it with his own eyeballs is our buddy Dan Matthews, of course, executive producer of the Chuck Oliver Show, and Dan, it had to be strange to be back in uh, Georgia Stadium uh, so quickly, but had to be fun to uh, have some fans there and, you know, get a little taste of what this football season might be like. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, it was uh, kind of a surreal feeling uh, walking through the gates uh, once again. I mean, uh, I uh, didn't uh, have a chance to do a game last year there. And, um, I, you know, it's weird to think. I think the last time I was there was uh, probably sometime in November 2019. Uh, so it just shows you how weird these times have been with the pandemic and uh, I guess uh, hopefully it's a sure sign that uh, things are turning for the positive uh, if we're able to uh, have more people inside the building. So being back in Sanford Stadium and seeing, uh, you know, the team out there, I mean, look, I, I there's no hiding it. I've been very high on JT Daniels, obviously. I thought Georgia's offense was night and day from when he took over last year and coming into this season. Obviously, he has high expectations, and Look, I know it's a spring game, but all that being said, from the highlights and, and moments that I saw live of the game, JT Daniels looks like he's poised for a monster year, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the only concern I would say is I think that offensive line is something that at least that week one game against Clemson 
uh, it could be an issue. I was talking with somebody from the Georgia broadcast during halftime yesterday, and uh, I just mentioned the word offensive line, uh, two words, I guess, and uh, his exact words to me were, it could be a problem. Um, you know, they're working a lot of guys. I mean, they, they lost some good players from uh, last year's team. I know uh, that uh, losing uh, the uh, the center uh, doesn't help, uh, and they're trying to work in Warren Erickson. Uh, Cedric Fran, Van Fran is uh, somebody else they're trying to work in there, and we'll see uh, if uh, that uh, obviously that uh, that competition is going to carry over into uh, the season. But uh, after the game, Kirby Smart even mentioned that that the offensive line's got to get better if they if they're going to get to where they need to go. And like I said, I mean, that week one against Clemson, when you've got Brian Brzee coming at you, you've got Miles Murphy coming at you, that's not going to be easy. So, um, you know, the question is not with JT Daniels. It's not with the receivers either. I think that that group showed you they could do some great things. And Kendall Milton in the running back group uh, is a player that a lot of people are very high on this spring and what he was able to do as a a sophomore uh, getting these 15 days of practice. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, we'll just have to see what happens between now and then, but uh, I know that the offensive line definitely had some people a little concerned. Let's talk about some of the receivers, obviously with Pickens out, you know, somebody else is going to have to step up and welcome to the SEC, Adonai Mitchell, who three-star freshman at five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown in the first half alone finished with over a hundred yards receiving, but I venture to guess not a lot of people knew his name before yesterday, but a lot of people left the stadium knowing uh, knowing Mitchell's name. Yeah, absolutely a huge surprise for them. And, uh, you know, Kirby Smart was asked about uh, him in the postgame and uh, talked about how he feels really good about not only their ability to recruit, but also their, abil- their ability to evaluate. Um, Jordan Davis is a player he brought up who not a lot of huge accolades for the standout defensive tackle for Georgia coming out of high school, but he kind of put him in that same category of saying, you know, we felt good about offering him. We stuck with him, and and we were able to bring him in. Uh, like you said, uh, three-star out of, uh, I believe, the Nashville area. I believe that's where Antioch is uh, in Tennessee. And um, you're exactly right. I mean, he came out yesterday, uh, had some huge plays, had a couple of, I mean, it's probably – it would be unfair to say drops because they would have been outstanding catches. But the first two attempts he had to him, I mean, there was one that was a back shoulder throw from JT Daniels that went in and out of the hands. Uh, but uh, his first catch of the day was, was a fantastic one. The uh, third down quick slant uh, that he was able to pull in. And, and I think that, you know, with the first two, you'd say, wow, you know, that's, that's a fantastic rebound by him right there to be able to come back and do what he did. Something I thought was really interesting yesterday, Chris, uh, that uh, Kirby Smart said, and credit to him, he even said when it first happened with George Pickens that they'll be 100% healthy at receiver. And I heard him say that, and I was like, huh, okay. Um, Do they know something about George Pickens' uh, recovery that leads them to believe that he's going to be back sooner rather than later uh, in terms of trying to help out this season? Um, So, We'll have to see. That's going to be a storyline that continues. I know he already had surgery. He was on the sidelines yesterday, uh, did not have any crutches. Uh, you know, he had sweatpants on, so I couldn't see uh, any noticeable uh, braces or anything of the such. But uh, Tremaine Burton is somebody else that will be back. And then also, too, another name that I think needs to be mentioned is uh, Demetrius Robertson uh, with a really nice play yesterday on a 59-yard uh, touchdown uh, catch and run. Uh, that uh, I believe he pulled in over uh, Latavius Breeny, 
if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, still, it was something that was a very welcome sight that Georgia fans have been waiting to see from uh, the uh, Cal transfer for some time. Yeah, I, th- I think people overreact when they hear, oh, Pickens is gone. Well, I'll take George out of uh, playing for the East next year. It's like, hold on. There are a lot of guys still there and a lot of talent still still on that roster, and that is something worth tracking, like you said, if Pickens uh, maybe does fast-track his uh, recovery and gets back sooner rather than later. One other name that you couldn't help but hearing on the broadcast and, and the buzz around uh, the, the Georgia, the G-Day spring game, was uh, freshman tight end Darnell Washington uh, had – uh, over 80 yards receiving and a touchdown, but you know, six foot seven, 265 pound guy, and where's the big zero out there? They call him Big O. But I, what I couldn't get over, Dan, was watching some of the plays where he's out there blocking. I mean, he is just mauling guys and kind of opening up those holes for the backs. So uh, Darnell Washington seems like a guy to keep an eye on this year. Oh, there's no doubt about it. In terms of his pass catching ability, dog fan. Got to see him a little bit later on in the season last year, and, you know, he was somebody that really showed up in that Missouri game, a couple of catches in the bowl game against Cincinnati. Uh, but uh, a couple of things that really stood out to me that were said about him yesterday, too, in the postgame press conferences, one by JT Daniels, Chris, where he said last year you had a guy who, yeah, the talent is there, the size is there, but he's a true freshman. So a lot of his head is swimming in terms of trying to, you know, having to second-guess himself and what's the call, what do I do, how do I go about doing my job. And he said this year it was more reactionary for him. And you got to see more of him being the player that they think that he can be. And the other one as well is that uh, Kirby Smart had mentioned in his uh, press conference yesterday as well uh, that uh, he didn't get to practice for a good amount of spring. Now, he didn't get a chance to follow up and figure out what was the deal uh, with uh, Darnell Washington, uh, if it was uh, injury or what it might have been. Uh, but, uh, you know, just hearing Kirby say that, I thought it was interesting. And uh, they uh, got him in the spring game, as we saw. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, he was able to uh, put together some huge blocks, which Georgia fans, whenever they hear about their pass catchers blocking, they kind of bristle and say, no, 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 <laughs> do not want them blocking anymore. No more running the football. Like, that needs to be away. And, you know, the fact of the matter is you're still going to need it. I mean, let's look at the offenses that have been the most successful the last three years. Clemson, when they won it three years ago, they ran for about 250 yards per game. Uh, LSU, a couple of years ago, they still needed the guy named Clyde Edward Dillard to be able to run the ball for them, uh, especially, too, I continue to go back when you talk about LSU with that game against Auburn that season, that Clyde Edward Dillard, if they don't have him running the football, picking up crucial third down, they might lose that game. And then Alabama with Najee Harris the year before. So you're going to need the running game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But uh, you're exactly right, though. I mean, he's strong there. And then, of course, uh, the highlight that everybody's going to remember from yesterday is the huge, what I call uh, a three-pronged attack there. It was a catch, it was a truck, and then it was a run where he took off. And you're like, wow, at that size, he's able to move like that. Exciting things could be down uh, down the uh, line uh, this season for this offense. More with Dan Matthews right after this. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all of your sports action. We got Major League Baseball in full throttle. We've got uh, NBA continuing on. Their season is winding down. We'll have the NBA playoffs here before you know it. Why would you just sit down and watch those games and not have any skin on the action? Why don't you go to betonline.com right now? 
And you can even bet on award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. You can even do, uh, you know, bet on the first half of games. You can do whatever you want. Bet on the spreads. Take dogs that you think can win outright. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do it all at BetOnline. They have got you covered with the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up. Head to their website right now, betonline.ag. You can do so on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's uh, betonline.ag, the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N. You will get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Hey, all this week through next week, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars of their teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A. CY. Continue our conversation with our buddy Dan Matthews. He was at G Day in Athens uh, recapping the Georgia uh, spring game. And uh, Dan, you know, when when you look at the run game, you, you talked about it a minute ago, but, you know, I think Georgia has become so accustomed to having stud running backs and, and running all over the field. And, you know, when you look at the box score, nobody really broke off for a long run, but you do like that group of Kendall Milton, Zamir White. Uh, James Cook, among others. But is this going to be a year with having a guy like JT Daniels and all these weapons in the passing game that maybe this is a year Georgia won't rely on the run so heavily? Or was just more this more just good on good that Georgia defense was just doing a good job of bottling up the run in the spring game? Well, I think there's everything in between. Uh, but definitely, I mean, you know, Kirby Smart, he, he just he, he, you're not going to get that out of him. He's still going to demand that they have the ability to run the football. And uh, I think that that's something that's going to continue on into the spring. I do think, though, that with JT Daniels back this year, and the strength of this offense probably, if not a little ahead of the running back, is maybe right on par with what we've seen. A couple of years ago, and that's kind of the tipping point, I think, that Georgia fans uh, and, and really the frustration was with uh, James Coley and, and the offense the way it was in the 2019 season is, because you saw what was happening at LSU, and you also, too, saw a group that probably wasn't as strong as they should be in the receiving game uh, for Georgia. And that's eventually what hurt them. And, and it, 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 it lost them a game uh, against uh, LSU where, yeah, you know, they had a lot of uh, talent uh, defensively, but, you know, it's also as well, we've seen now that the passing game is, is where you need to make things happen. And they weren't able to do that. And then last year, um, you know, probably no spring in the truncated fall camp hurt them from really being able to try to put that together, that it was all systems go the final four games of the season last year in terms of getting the uh, receiving game going. But, um, you know, I I think now the strength is going to be in numbers. You mentioned a few of those guys. One guy that we didn't get to see is because uh, he's out with a uh, dislocated elbow and missed the spring is uh, Kenny McIntosh. And a lot of people are very excited about what he can bring as well. So 
you've got a good group there. Uh, I think that the good news for Georgia is going to be that you don't have to rely on one guy, uh, that you do feel like uh, there are uh, numerous guys that can uh, step in and be able to make plays for you in the running game. And uh, that's uh, something that definitely is a uh, welcomed, uh, a welcomed sight for uh, Kirby Smart and in, uh, in what he wants to see from his offense. Dan, flip over to the defense. I know you kind of hit on it earlier, but, man, that pass rush and, and those guys up front look like they're going to be something to not to be trifled with again. I mean, everything from uh, Jalen Carter uh, to, uh, I mean, just De- Devontae Wyatt. I mean, all these guys up front, they just seem like they have a never-ending rotation of guys that can get after the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Especially, too, you know, there were a couple of times yesterday that I saw uh, where they sent some of their defensive backs, too. I mean, I, I know on one that they got, which was a third down, uh, and I, I put it in air quotes, sack, because you can't sack the quarterback during the spring, uh, but a mere speed was sent. And, and I thought that was something pretty interesting. You're exactly right. This looked like a defensive front that was able to control the line of scrimmage, which for Georgia fans on the offensive line, that's not a good feeling. But I'll say this, though, too. Then I think if nothing else, that's a good challenge to that group this offseason of saying, hey, what you went against on Saturday and what you went against in that in, in, in the spring game, you're going to see that and then some against Clemson. I mean, with, uh, like I said, Brian Brzee, uh Miles Murphy, I mean, the group that they have, Brent Venables brings back almost everybody defensively. That's going to be huge for them. And for Georgia, I think that that's something, when you look at a group that is going to be relying on such young talent, good talent in the defensive, uh, in the secondary, but it's also, too, very young. And when you've got a young secondary, the best the best uh, supplement you can have for them is a group up front that can get to the quarterback. And I know that there was some questions of Aziz Ojolari moving on, Jermaine Johnson going to Florida State, uh, but Nolan Smith was somebody that really showed up yesterday. Uh, Devontae Wyatt was somebody who, on the interior, was able to get some movement. Uh, even uh, Jordan Davis is a guy. Uh, Jalen Carter, uh, somebody else that uh, you know stepped up and really made some uh, good plays uh, on Saturday. So uh, it's been a long time coming. Georgia fans have wanted to see a defensive front that can get to the quarterback. This group looks like they got a really good shot at doing that. He is Dan Matthews, executive producer producer for the uh, Chuck Oliver Show. Uh, Dan, great stuff, man. Uh, last thought just anything uh anything else catch your eye this past weekend from any of the other pro days it looks like you know mississippi state vanderbilt they might have some quarterback controversies on their hand even lsu i'm starting to wonder if max johnson wins that job over miles brennan so uh, a lot of interesting stories all around the sec anything catch your eye yeah i mean i think lsu i think uh twofold i think number one you know it's one of the things that i think is a little unfair to miles brennan uh, but, I mean, myself included have, have done this, is you forget about how good he was in those three games last year for them. I know he struggled a little bit the first half against uh, Vanderbilt in the second game of the season, but if you don't have the defensive mishaps that they had and really just awful play on that side of the ball, you're probably talking about a guy who, once he was hurt, coming out of that press conference, you're saying, wow, like we're really in trouble now without this guy because he was playing at such a high level. So, um, it's good news for Ed Ogeron and, and the offensive staff there at LSU that uh, you're going to have some uh, good options to choose between. I mean, because Max Johnson was somebody who that team that team played at a different level with them last year. And also, too, 
the trust that you had in a true freshman where the play that I will always remember from that Florida game is him throwing out of the end zone there at the swamp. And I'm saying to myself, that is trust. If you're putting the ball in the true freshman quarterback's hand and letting him throw with his feet on the on the, the, the goal line there and, and a possibility for real disaster there, uh, you feel good about that. And the other part is on the uh, defensive side of the ball is what Ed Ogeron said about Derek Stingley. You know, he had an outstanding freshman season, a little injured last year, did not play the way that I think most uh, LSU fans had hoped he would, but saying he's the best corner in the country, well, you know, like it or not, Derek Stingley's now got a target on him. Dan, great stuff as always, man. Good to uh, catch up. We'll have to do this again real soon. Absolutely, man. Always good to talk with you. Great stuff there with Dan Matthews of the uh, Chuck Oliver Show covering the SEC for a while, and always good to get his perspective on the uh, Georgia Bulldogs as he was out at their – Spring game this past weekend. Uh, we'll have more for you throughout the week, breaking down the uh, spring games from this past weekend and looking ahead to spring games happening this weekend. You're unlocked on SEC. Make sure you subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcast. You can always find us at lockedonsec.com. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. 